Disclaimer. Before we begin, the topic that we're going to cover today is a legal topic, and we want to disclose up front that nothing in this this episode of this show shall be construed as legal or tax advice. If you need legal or tax advice, please consult your attorney or certified tax professional. Larry Harbolt and Tyler Sheff are not legal and tax professionals. The information in this episode is for entertainment purposes only. Let's begin. Welcome to the Cashflow Guys podcast. In this episode, we are going to introduce you to our nationally known, recognized real estate speaker and published author, Larry Harbold. We'll be right back with you in just a minute. Welcome to the Cashflow Guys podcast. Join Tyler and his team as they unlock the secrets to achieving financial independence through wealth-building strategies inspired by Robert Kiyosaki and other thought-provoking leaders. Learn to build leveraged streams of cash flow that land in your pocket and improve your quality of life. Gain access to cutting-edge ideas that will increase your productivity and streamline your success. Find out how to supercharge your retirement plan so you won't have to retire with a pay cut. You can escape the rat race. Are you ready? It's time to Learn to Earn with Tyler Chef. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Cashflow Guys podcast. This is going to be a special episode. Today, I've got a special treat for you guys. Over the weekend, while I was over at PodFest over in Tampa, learning how to improve my show, I bumped into one of our local real estate experts, Larry Harbolt. Larry's in the studio with us today. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Larry is a nationally recognized real estate speaker, and he's a published author of numerous home study courses and how-to articles and publications. He's a former plumber and pipe fitter and a residential builder, Larry's been investing in real estate for over 35 years, hands-on, out in the field, in the trenches, doing the work. Larry also runs one of the largest and longest-running real estate investors meetings in the Tampa Bay, Florida market. Larry's true passion, other than buying real estate, is teaching. He's a tireless advocate of helping others achieve financial freedom and happiness for themselves and their family. That's why I felt that Larry would be ideal for this show And he's paid us a great honor by coming out today during his busy life to uh, shed a little bit of light on us and teach us something new. List of Larry's students is a long one, which even includes the legendary NBA star Shaquille O'Neal. One of Larry's works has been archived in the Library of Congress and is part of the history of America. Larry is one of the only, was one of only two real estate educators whose work has ever been archived in the Library of Congress. Larry, I'm so happy to have you on the show today. I want to jump right into the meat of the show. It's what you're known for, two topics, but I want to start on top with land trusts, something I know nothing about, land trusts. What is a land trust, Larry? Well, uh, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Uh, A land trust is a way of holding the title to real estate other than in your own personal name. And land trusts are used by investors in many, many states They're legal in all states, but investors use them to keep their name out of public record so that any trip and fall person 
can easily find out what they own. Okay, so this is a means of, of asset protection, essentially, really, to, to protect the asset and remain some sort of privacy. Right. It's not asset protection per se. Okay. What it is, it's we use land trust for two things. We use it for privacy, to keep your name out of public record, and estate planning. Because when properly done, the land trust, as long as you name a contingent beneficiary in the trust, it passes upon your death to your contingent beneficiary, no probate on every property that's in their own separate trust. Oh, okay. So that makes things a lot easier. We're going through probate right now in my family, and that's been a, a challenge to say the least. So how does this differ from a, a traditional trust? Like, for example, I've got a trust for my nephew, and this being a land trust, is this is this only pertain to land or does this also include other assets besides real estate or no a land trust is a unique type of trust okay it's similar in some ways to a living trust a living trust well actually they're both what's known as inter vivos which means created during one's life but the living trust is what you put all of your assets into okay i see the land trust you put one particular property into the land trust and that's all okay so like for example the property here up at my place and we're at the studio if i I would transfer this into a land trust essentially then the land trust would be the owner of record it could be no the trustee oh the trustee would be the trustee would be the owner of record okay now is this the same as i see sometimes when i'm looking at public records on properties i see uh one two three four street anywhere street land trust so they yes. become the, that that name that entity becomes the name of record right and in the event something happens on that property or you're in a car accident or something like that it makes it more difficult to try to determine who the actual owner is correct well right we have insurance for liability but there are people today the country's full of them that are using the new method of creating wealth which is reach out and sue someone <laughs> Yeah. So if they can look up in public record and see you own five, ten properties, they know exactly where to trip and fall. Yeah. And these are what we call nuisance suits. A nuisance suit is simply where they sue for fifty thousand, hoping you'll give them thirty to go away. I see. And I have a problem with people that steal using the court system to take away when the investor has done nothing wrong. Okay. And I'm glad you brought this up. This is a great topic. It's something that I've never gotten really involved in. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this particular episode is I think this is important. And this just happened last year. My daughter got in a car accident. And I, of course, the first thing that went out that happened is the other party went out and got an attorney. And I started thinking, oh, geez, I just bought this fourplex. And (laughs) now what are we going to do? So having that land trust gives that extra layer of protection make things a little more difficult. And now let's talk about the actual transaction of selling it. Let's say down the road, you've got this property and land trust. And how's the sales process go? I own it now and I want to sell it to somebody else. How, what does that look like? Is it the same as a regular transaction? Well, it's, it's similar, but because the trustee's the owner of record, they usually sell the property and then they designate where the profit from the sale goes, which is to the beneficiary. And uh, the beneficiary claims the taxes, they pay the taxes. The trustee is indemnified within the trust document to have no liability. So they are the trustee for the benefit of the beneficiary. I know that's a little confusing, but the trustee owns the property. So in most cases, they sell the property 
and the money goes to whoever the beneficiary is. Okay, for example, if we were using an LLC and we used 123 Anywhere Street, LLC was the beneficiary. I am the trustee. Mm-hmm. I can sign the documents and then direct that the proceeds go to 123 Anywhere Street, LLC in this, in this, in this example. Or, for that matter, it could be Uncle Larry Harbold right. is the beneficiary. And whoever the beneficiary is receives the income. They pay the taxes. See, we do not use trust to avoid paying taxes we own. The beneficiary receives the profits availed from the trust property. They pay the taxes on their own tax return. Okay. And in this case, the example I just used, that would be the LLC, and then it would just pay its taxes accordingly if it applied. Now, can they, do you know offhand if these can be used in conjunction with a, an exchange, like tax-deferred exchange, a 1031B? Yes, it can. Okay, because it follows the beneficiary. So it would still be the same it process. Can. There are some, some caveats, but yes, it can be done. And uh, many people use land trusts and still do their, their 1031 okay. tax-free. You know, I, this is a topic that I've always been intrigued by, and I have just haven't taken the time to learn. I've, I was had to get myself on the fast track when I left government employment, retired from the government, and I wanted to get, get my feet going and get some cash-flowing properties. But this, this like I said, this is a subject that's always intrigued me. So I know you have a course coming up, correct? It's next month, I believe. Uh, no, it's this month. It's this month, okay. March 19 through the 21st. March 19 through the 21st. In Tampa, Florida. Okay. It's going to be three days of land trust and asset protection. I do two days of how the land trust works. Day one, I tell everybody the history of trust, how they started, what they are, how they work, and the basic information everyone needs to know because mostly nobody knows what a trust really is. Day two, we go into different unique ways that we do things uh, a little bit different than what most attorneys do because it's our job to make it a little more difficult for the attorneys to find if we're ever sued. We don't want to go down the same road that they go down. We want to do things a little differently. A little differently, right. Legal, moral, and ethical. But it's, we just don't want to make it easy for the trip and fall attorney. Right. You know, one thing I want to bring to my audience attention that I, those that listen to the show, we're not a big believer in the, in the real estate guru thing, so to speak. We have a, you know, I'm a product of my mentor, Jay Massey, Cashflow Diary. Great guy. I've learned a lot from him. I don't consider him a real estate guru. He's very good at what he does. He's out in the field practicing. Larry, the whole reason why you're here is the same thing. I don't consider you a real estate guru. I don't, I don't, you're not one of those snake oil salesmen that has me run into the back of the room at the end of this uh, episode with my credit card and trying to talk me into all this bunch of garbage that doesn't work. I know from being in this market for a long time that the, in talking to everybody on the planet, your everything that you teach is applicable. It works. Nothing's outdated nothing illegal, uh, everything, how to do it right, how to do it smart. And that's that's why I brought you on the show. Now, you have an interesting kind of a bonus that you throw in with your, when you do a training session, correct me if I'm wrong, but if, you, if I, if when I go to this land trust course coming up here in a couple of weeks, I can go again if you have it again in the same year at no additional cost. Is that true? It's not only you can come again this year, you can come again as long as I do it. I do them every three months. You can come again as many times as you want for free because it's difficult to get it all in one. You can, 
And what we're going to do on the end of the second day, everyone from a, a package of information I give you on a make-believe deal, you're going to fill out a deed to trustee, you're going to fill out a land trust, and you're going to fill out an assignment to beneficial interest. That way, when you go home, you've got this package that told you what goes on each line of each document. So you can reproduce, and I give you the documents on a disc so you can reproduce and do your own. Okay, so I don't even need to necessarily use an attorney to do, reproduce the documents, which is going to save me even more money after I've taken the course. Right, but what I recommend is if, if you would feel more comfortable, take the blank documents unfilled out to your attorney right, and ask them to critique it for whatever state you're in, the statutes within that state on trust. Right. So I'm like, I'm doing business in two different states, in Tennessee and Florida. I have an attorney that here in Florida, and I also have one in Tennessee, real estate attorney for those particular states. Have them review the documents that you provide. Obviously, they, they may want to tweak it here and there for whatever their needs are. Cause, and that makes sense because that's the person that I'm going to hire to defend it if it's challenged down the road. So I might as well have them go ahead and give their blessing now. They give their blessing, and off we go. So that's that's huge now. You know, it says a lot about who you are as an educator is that you're actually willing to go out there. And to me, that's better, even better than a guarantee. It's like, listen, you keep coming to this course over and over and over again until you've mastered it. I think that's huge. So, you know, on behalf of the other investors out there, thank you. That's an that's an awesome opportunity. And I, well, I don't think of anybody else that's I've never heard of that before. That's kind of. Well, I want you to get it. I want you to be able to do it and do it right. Now, I encourage I've got students from all 50 states that have taken my class. They tell me that most attorneys in some of the states tell you either land trusts are illegal, you can't do them here. A trust is a contract between a trustee and a beneficiary. Okay. Contracts are legal in all states. Therefore, some type of title-holding trust is legal in every one of the 50 states. Okay. So, understanding that, that's why my students, I encourage them Bring their attorney to the class. Bring their certified public accountant, their CPA, because those are the two most important people that they're going to deal with when it comes to how the attorney sets things up, the CPA, what's going to affect the investor most uh, for the taxes on the properties they buy. So you want advice from both of those, and that's why I encourage bringing them. Okay. That's a great idea. By the chance, by chance, do you know if, if uh, Sean Yesner's been to your course lately? He has been to my course. Good, because he's my attorney. <laughs> then I can give the ticket to my nephew instead or my wife. He has. All right. So, uh, so when you sign up for your course, uh, when I sign up for your course, I believe the way I read it was that's that's two different people. Right. I let you bring two people. Okay. And the co- and the cost for the course again was six hundred and ninety nine dollars for three days. Two days on land trusts, and then on the third day I have an asset protection attorney who doesn't teach, come on the third day and teach you about asset protection. He's out of Provo, Utah. He's one of the best. Okay. Or I wouldn't have him. Well, yeah. And, and, and he teaches all day on different types of asset protection to marry with the land trust to give you even better protection. So that goes hand in hand. And what is his name? His name is Lee Phillips. Lee Phillips. I've heard that name before. Lee Phillips is well-known. Uh, he, he speaks around the country, but he doesn't do one-day classes normally, but he does for me and because we're good friends, and I truly believe that he has the best paperwork that I have seen. 
So let me, let me get this straight. You, for six ninety nine, I get to bring two people for three days, two of which is with you learning all about land trust. And the third day, I get an entire day with an asset protection attorney that will answer my questions or whatnot in a group setting, obviously. All of that for really 350 bucks a head, call it. Keep right. it simple. That's pretty awesome. And guys, I didn't bring Larry on the show to pitch his courses. That's, you know, Larry and I met, a, a, we've met before a couple of years ago, but we met again recently over at PodFest, like I said at the beginning of this episode. And Larry is one of the people that's out there in the field doing deals. He still do, does deals to this day. I like that, that you're out there and, and you practice what you, you, you teach. You're out there really literally practicing what you teach. This is the kind of educational materials that we in, at Cashflow Guys endorse. This is the kind of thing that I want to bring to to you, my audience, to keep you out of the garbage that's out there in the industry and the $30,000. You know, don't spend $30,000 on training, for God's sake. Go spend $30,000 on a piece of property. Or actually, for $30,000, you should be able to buy several properties if you're doing it creatively. And Larry, I want to touch on that a little bit. I know you have another course. And again, this is by no means intended to be a commercial for your courses because you're here because I, every time I talk to you, I learn something in it and I can't get enough of it. I probably drove you crazy at the seminar this weekend, following you around, asking you all kinds of questions about real estate when we're supposed to be at learning about, uh, podcasting. But, uh, you know, I've got a lot to learn and you're a guy that has a lot to teach. So it seemed like a match made in heaven. Let's talk about seller financing. Uh, I've done a couple seller financing transactions. By no means am I an expert. Uh, let's just say I got lucky, but I believe in it. And I believe that if I don't believe, I, you know, my perspective is I think I'm kind of doing the seller a favor. Uh, I've had situations where the sellers, they have a free and clear house. And if they got a big fat check right now, it, there would be severe tax implications because right. of their particular situation. And they're going to be subject to taxation. So we've structured opportunities for us to take title to property and have the seller carry back for a period of time that meets their needs, whether it be five years, 10 years, 15 years, whatever. And I know that with Dodd-Frank coming up, and I believe you just wrote a book about this not too long ago, the, the new Dodd-Frank regulations. I know Sean Yesner is, a, is a, one that talks a lot about Dodd-Frank as well, the attorney Sean Yesner. But I kind of like to hear your opinion as far as, and I don't want to spoil the book, but um, on the Dodd-Frank and seller financing and how those two go hand in hand. Because what I've heard in the field is, well, you just can't do that anymore. And I think that's ridiculous. Now, right. granted, a lot of what I do with seller financing is related to commercial transactions. I'm buying apartment buildings. I'm usually not buying houses. Dodd-Frank, best of my knowledge, correct me if I'm wrong, does not apply that's to correct. commercial that is commercial correct. property. But a lot of our listeners are doing are in the residential market. Um, and the people that we're working with that we're coaching through our cash flow meetups and all that, they're all in the residential market. So tell me, is it illegal for anybody to do seller financing anymore for houses? No, but there are special caveats. Okay. You can legally do one deal per year. So if you were selling your home, you could sell your home, but that has restrictions, very few, but if you can also do up to three a year with more restrictions. Basically, Dodd-Frank says that we cannot offer installment sale treatment when we sell a property to anyone that's going to live in the property. Okay, and that's an important point. It's an, it's an occupancy. Occupancy, 
Right. All right. So I'm an investor and I'm going to sell you one of my properties. And I know enough about you, Larry, to know that you're not going to give, write me a check for it. You're going to make, you're going to, we're going to do terms. Right. That's how you do business. That's the way I want to do business. Cause frankly, I'd rather, it makes more sense for me as a seller to do it that way. Cash is, is highly overrated. Um, we're good to go. I, it's an investment property. It's a, it's a rental property provided that we follow the state laws in accordance with the contracts and all. And I'm not expecting legal advice, but we're good investor to investor. It's when I'm going to move me and my, my family into the house and we're going to live there. That's where the Dodd-Frank kicks in. Well, we can sell to people that are going to live in the house if we have a mortgage loan originator, do the paperwork and do the disclosures. Okay. But simply investor to investor, no restriction. Selling a, a, an LLC, commercial property, no restrictions. Okay. So there are many things you can do, and uh, I went over that in my ebook that I have on my website, uh, LarryHarbolt.com, okay. and it's things that everyone needs to know so they don't get into trouble because the fines are pretty heavy. If you violate Dodd-Frank, the people that you sold the property to have three years to come back to you. Ouch. In that three years, if you're found guilty of violating any of their rights— According to that law, you have to give back all the money they paid you. You have to pay their court costs, their attorney fees, and there are probably more fines that they're going to slap on you. So the the important thing, that's why I wrote the ebook: do it right. Yeah, do it right the first time so you do don't get right. yourself in, in that pickle. And that's, that's good but advice. See, in my world, I will sell all my properties if I'm going to sell to other investors. Well, and that's one of the things I want to bring up here is that, you know, the way you do business and the way I've watched you do business over the years from afar is you're not in a rush. No. You take your time. You do one deal at a time. You do that deal correctly. And then you move on to the next deal when you're ready. Mm-hmm. And this is the message that I'm trying to drive home to our listeners. And I, and I believe I've done a good job of that. Of course, there's always room for improvement. Real estate is not what you'll hear at a lot of these boot camps and seminars, you know, these weekend things and weekend warrior things where you're going to get rich overnight. Real estate is not a get rich quick. That is the reason why Cashflow Guys was born is to unwind that methodology is that real estate is by no means a get rich quick. It is take your time and educate. Right. Well, one of my mentors spoke recently at a local real estate club and the man is a genius. He's been around for years. He's a true investor. But one of the things that he mentioned If you're going to own property, we like income properties, ones where a tenant can pay enough rent to pay for the property. So those properties cost us nothing. And when you said earlier, if you've got $30,000, don't waste it on one of these snake oil gurus. Right. You could buy several properties. You could take that money and make five or $10,000 down payments and get seller financing terms on three to six properties that the tenant can pay for. So you got to realize when you're buying them correctly, the tenant pays for your property. So you are creating wealth while you sleep. Someone else is paying for, and uh, there's there's nothing better. Where if you if you get cash when you sell your properties, that's another point. You're going to lose a major portion of that to taxes because you don't live in the property. It's not your homestead. And what are you going to do with the money you have left? What little there is, put it in the bank at a quarter percent interest. Say. The people I buy their properties, most of them that have held those properties for 30 years and they're paid for, because I only go after free and clear property. Right. 
if they're paid for, is there the slightest chance if they dealt with tenants and toilets, spent their summer vacation painting the rental house, taking care of things that needed to be fixed, is there the slightest chance that they held that as some type of a retirement program? Yeah, I'd say so. So it's my offer to them on monthly payments would be kind of similar to an annuity that pays them every month. And that way, if they take the monthly payments, they only pay the taxes on the income they get from the 12 payments I pay them every year instead of the lump sum in the year of the sale. And then put the money at quarter percent interest. That money isn't going to last long. I can extend that payback period considerably to give them a much better deal. Well, indefinitely, but yeah, I mean, that's... The thing is, if you're going to be successful in this business and do like we do, buy investments the tenants pay for, mm-hmm. the one thing that the, the young gurus do not add into the formula is time. It takes time. Yes. Because you got to let the tenants pay for the properties. Now, you can wholesale, which is the hot button right now. You can wholesale to give you immediate cash. But if you want to build wealth, your wealth will be built over time. Somebody else paid for it. And that is a much smarter way of doing it. Yeah, say that again. Because, yeah, uh, yeah I, we, we just had that, I just had that conversation actually at, right before your meeting. Wholesaling is the hot button right now. It's what everybody wants to do. It, it's, you can get in with none of your own money, which is... But I can teach you how to be a wholesaler in 10 minutes. Exactly. It doesn't take a $30,000 coaching program where exactly. you probably know more than the coach you're assigned. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And... You know, this is the stuff that I want to capture, and I'm glad that you're putting out these courses, and, and I'm going to, my pledge to you is I'm going to help you promote this stuff. As I said to you over the weekend is I want to help you promote this stuff because I want this information to get out the hands of more people because the more people that have, can get their hands on this, that means all those people aren't going to, aren't, are not going to be going to these $30,000 seminars. They're going to spend some money on a, a ream of paper, and they're going to learn how to sit down and write out a letter because I know that's one of the methods that you use and you teach in your courses is you do things in old school approach that has worked for you for how many years now? 35 years. 35 you've been, years. You've been doing things the same way. Now you've made changes, obviously, as time goes on. I mean, I'm sure you used to do it on a, on a, by candlelight and now you're using a, uh, a uh, yeah. Yeah. Now you're using a computer to type them out, but I bet you're still signing every one of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you and the family and the team is, is doing what you're doing. And it's important that you keep doing that. And we want to, in, and folks, so you you know, and I know a lot of people in the Tampa Bay area are going to be hearing this show because we're going to put this out on Facebook and whatnot. And Larry has asked a question the other day on Facebook about should he do his own podcast. So we got he got a pretty overwhelming response on that, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, there's a the information that you put out is is it it works. It's not garbage. It works. The fact that you'll you'll you charge a fee for a course and you can keep coming back to that course over and over and over again and have access to you. And then your tribe of people that you hang out with, I mean, you're, the people that you hang out with, it, I'm honored to be able to even be in the same room with you guys. I think it's cool. I mean, I, what I've learned just by going to your meetings has been huge and the networking opportunities that have come from there. Now, as far as you doing a podcast, you're officially out of, out of excuses because I'm going to call you out. If you don't want to spend the money, you're welcome to use my studio anytime you want to record an episode. You, the full studio is here. It is at your disposal. Just teach me and my equipment is your equipment because we need more of what you're willing to offer to the public. We need it out there in the street and thank you so much for doing it. Now, well, Thank you. I, one thing I did want to mention. 
I said I teach seller financing. Mm -hmm. I also do a four-day boot camp on seller financing that you can repeat as many times as you want for free also. And actually, if you have a few minutes, I know you got another appointment, but I do want to cover that real quick briefly. Yeah. We'll do another episode on the topic of seller financing, but I do want to talk about that course as well. Folks, I'm going to put these out on the Cashflow Guys website. Uh, before we end this show, we'll give you Larry's domain name and how to reach out to Larry. Uh, but if you forget that information or whatever, you always know Cashflow Guys. I'll put a little thing up on the Cashflow Guys site in the show notes about how to reach out to Larry's company to book i'll be there if you want to if you haven't met me yet and you want to meet me at one of the things i'll be there and uh, a lot of my friends and and whatnot will be there but let's jump into that let's talk about the seller financing now i know that's been your thing for many many years and it's all i've ever done because i started 35 years ago with six kids to feed unemployed much of the year i had no money my credit was worse right so i started with no money and no credit and i still to this day, we'll use that same technique that I used back then to buy properties. Why would I ever want to pay cash if I don't have to? Well, and I believe that it's a win-win in oh, most sure cases. Is. I mean, granted, if somebody's upside down in their house, you really can't help them with traditional seller financing. You could do one of those creative things like P. Fortunato talks about or whatever. But um, you're going, you're approaching people that have an asset. Correct. It has no loan on it. Correct. So it's free and clear. Correct. And you're giving them the ability to leverage that to not necessarily eliminate, but drastically reduce their income tax obligation. Right. They just spread it out over the term of the payback period. And your policy is their price and your terms right? or their terms and your price. Correct. So win-win. Absolutely. But you see the key, if you're going to be a good investor, you have to talk to the seller. You have to find out what the seller truly wants. They don't want cash. They want what the cash can do for them. Right. Find out what they want, and then many times we can substitute what it is they want and get credit towards the equity in their property, and I can buy whatever it is they want much cheaper. I can pay off a debt they have. I can do many, many different things. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that, is that you're talking to the seller, and, and as everybody knows from the show, I am a licensed real estate agent. Larry, at one point, you you were licensed as well. And this is part of the problem with dealing with, I'm not suggesting that you don't deal with licensed realtors, of course. I wouldn't want to say that. But I got to say, if you're not, if you can't get to the decision maker, you're out there as an investor and you want to get to the decision maker, you're either going to need to find an agent. If you insist on working with an agent, you need to find an agent that's comfortable working with the seller directly to sit down at the table and have these discussions if it's not something that you're comfortable doing, part of the reason why I've done all this training as an agent, I'm that guy. I like to sit at the kitchen table and have the conversation. I don't need to beat people up to get to have a successful negotiation. Uh, I've let, read a lot of Larry's works and others, but this is important is that you get, you don't, you're not looking on the MLS. The MLS is where the retail deals are. There's no creativity. If you're going to go into bank of America and get a mortgage and you're a payment shopper and you're fine playing retail and, and, Fine, then go on the MLS. But there's no deals on the MLS, and, and I'm a believer, and Larry, I think I probably stole this from you, but deals aren't found, they're made. I've always I've said that, and I think it was you that originally said that, and I heard that, and it's, like, it's been in my head ever since. Is a, Great deals are made. They're you built. Cre you create them. You create them, but you, you don't find them. As you talk to the seller, right. Yeah. And talk about, the way you do it is you're, you're out there, you're a kitchen table guy. You like to right. sit down at the kitchen table and have a 
meaningful conversation where two adults can, you get to their needs, address what their individual concerns are, and you try your best to meet those concerns. Right. That, that's the gist of it. It's not that you're necessarily some sort of super savvy negotiator, so to speak, but you take the time to listen to them. Absolutely. And you identify their needs. You've got to give the seller something they like better than what they're giving up or the transaction will never happen. And it doesn't have to be cash. Cash is only one type of currency. There are thousands of different types of currency, not like most people think in you know, money and right. bills, but maybe the seller needs a car. Maybe they're old. They need, they need somebody to uh, give them extra income. Maybe they have a big debt they can't afford to pay. I might be able to take over paying that debt in small monthly payments and use that as credit towards the equity in the house I'm buying from them. See, there's so many things you can do. Cash is only one type of currency, but there are thousands of other types. And when you learn that, you listen and ask questions because God gave you two ears and one mouth. (laughs) You don't learn anything when you're talking. You learn when you're listening. So you ask a question and then you be quiet and you listen to what they have to say. Solve the seller's issue, buy the property. So the 80-20 principle, you should be listening more than you're talking. Absolutely. Like my mentor, Jay Massey, he's probably going to listen to this episode. He'll tell you flat out, he told me I need to say less to more people. So Cashflow Guys podcast was born. Now I can say less to more people because, you know, this thing goes everywhere now. So, Larry, it's been, it's been awesome. And I'm looking forward to having you on future episodes on specific topics as they come up. I'd like to get you out here again. Now, uh, for those of you that are interested that are in the Tampa Bay area or willing to fly into Tampa Bay. You've got your land trust course coming up on March 19th through the 21st way to reach out to Larry, Larry, go to Larry Harbolt.com. Correct. Uh, Larry Harbolt.com. Uh, that's L a R R Y H a R B O L T.com. If you forget that, go to cashflowguys.com forward slash land trust. That will take you right to the affiliate link that I got before the show from Larry. Um, you can register there. You can go directly on his site. And if you want to go to, he's, when's the seller finance one coming up? That one is coming up in May. In May. Okay. In May, we got the seller finance. And we're, we're right now, as we speak, we are adding additional new courses I've written to the web page. So there'll be much more going to be made available but they can find them through your your affiliate link. Okay, and then if they want more information on you, they can go to LarryHarbolt.com. Your, right. your information is there. And guys, like I said, we have the affiliate link. Uh, full disclosure, we do receive a affiliate fee for that if you go to that link. Uh, it helps to pay for the show and the equipment and all that. Larry is generous enough to share with us on that. That's not why we're promoting the show, though. We're promoting, I'm sorry, the materials. We're promoting the materials because they work. Uh, that's what we do. The only, the, inf- the only information that we endorse is that what works. So Larry, if I want to reach you by phone, how would they reach you by phone? Do you have a, anyone can call me. Okay. My cell phone number is 727-420-4810. I take calls normally from midday Eastern time until six o'clock at night. You can call me if you want to talk or you have a question, I'm more than happy to answer your question. If you get my voicemail, please do not leave a message. Just call me back at another time because if I'm doing a seminar somewhere or I'm on a flight going somewhere, 
I can't take your call. Okay. So call me back until you get me because I do want to answer your question. I do want to talk to you. That's awesome. And see, guys, I, you know how many people teach, I'm blown away, real estate educator that gives out his phone number. You can actually call him over the phone and get advice. It's not about the tuition for you. It's about the the student actually learning, and that's what's, that's what's awesome about Well, I this. want him to make money. I did want to mention, if you'll go to Facebook. Oh, yes. Larry Harbolt Education. It's uh, it's a picture of me with my suit on. It's the education, not the student page, but the Larry Harbold education. I do a daily mini lesson, a real estate paragraph of different ideas and techniques, and it's it's there for everybody. I've been doing it for months, and if you'll go and like the page and sign up, you can also get those daily. Those are great, by the way. I got to tell you, I was out. I read one of those. A couple weeks ago, I was out with a buyer, and you had had one about uh, buying a house with a driveway on a hill. Mm-hmm. And I houses, went, houses to avoid. Yeah, houses to avoid. And, and we pulled up to this house, and I said, guys, we're going to need to avoid this one, and, and here's why. And, <laughs> and they're like, how do you know that? I'm like, I saw it on Facebook, on, my, on Larry's uh, Facebook page. So thank you for putting that out because that, that helped us quite a bit. So we can reach out to you midday to 6 p.m. Uh, daily, Monday through Friday, 727 420 Four eight one zero seven two seven four two zero four eight one zero and LarryHarbolt.com. Larry, this has been awesome. I want to get you back on the show as soon as you're able because I want to get more into the seller financing. Maybe get a sneak peek of what people can expect in the seller financing course. Can I give them my my email address? You absolutely may. It's LarryHarbolt at gmail.com. Larry Harbolt at gmail.com. And when you spell Harbolt, guys, don't put a D in there like I always tend to do. It's H-A-R-B-O-L-T, Bolt, Harbolt, H-A-R-B-O-L-T. Been a great episode, Larry. I do appreciate you coming out. Guys, if you love this episode and you want to hear more, you want Larry back on the show, you got questions for Larry, you're maybe afraid to call him over the phone and ask him, email us at info at cashflowguys.com. We'd be happy to get your questions right out to Larry if you don't feel comfortable reaching out to him directly. If you enjoyed the show and what you heard, please go on iTunes, subscribe to the show, so you'll be notified when new episodes come down. We're also on Stitcher and several other pod, podcasts and, and uh, delivery methods. And, of course, rate and review. If you like what you hear, rate and review. We are going to have a new Facebook group coming out soon. I just haven't built it yet, uh, but as soon as we get it built, we'll have that up on the Cashflow Guys site, so you'll be able to see that as well. And, as always, thank you for joining us, and get ready to learn to earn. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.